Hello, friends. It's me, the president of Chickenlandia. Did you know that I have a new book that is now available for purchase? You heard that right. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Natural Practices for Healthier Birds and a Happier World. It's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, and more. For more information on how you can grab your copy, just click the link in the show notes. It's so exciting, I can barely handle it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Chickenlandia's 100% friendly podcast, Bok Talk. This show will help you learn all about how backyard chicken keeping can be fun, entertaining, and stress-free. Here's your host, the president of Chickenlandia! Hello, friends. Welcome to Chickenlandia, and welcome to Bok Talk, your 100% friendly backyard chickens show. I have a very special interview for you today. I had an opportunity to chat with Heather Levin, who is the founder of thegreenestacre.com and something called the Chicken Health Academy. Her expertise is in giving herbs to chickens for the health and happiness of flocks everywhere. And if you're like, wait, this this Heather person sounds amazing. I need to know more about her. Well, you are not alone because that was exactly my reaction. She is out there doing some absolutely amazing things. Uh, We start our conversation about herbs for chickens, and then we are going to share with you something that is very exciting. I am also participating in it, and it is the first of its kind, so definitely stay tuned so you can hear all about that special announcement. As always, this podcast was brought to you by the folks at My Favorite Chicken and the folks at Small Pet Select. So definitely check out those links in the show notes for all your chicken needs and to support the show. All right, without further ado, here is the interview. Heather, welcome to Chickenlandia. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. And I've got to tell you, like, you have just come out of the gate, like running. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. I, you know, you recently co- contacted me via email, and I hadn't heard of your brand before. And I was like, okay, well, let me check it out because I do get I get requests sometimes about, you know, participating in things, and and I've gotten progressively more picky about what mm. I will participate in and what I'll attach my name to, and. I went and looked at your website and I was like, this looks really good. Thanks. <laughs> she has got it together. And I, I was really impressed. And oh, thank you. So here we are now. Um, and I just like want to get to know you more. And I want, I want my listeners to get to know you because I'm really excited about what you're doing. And we are going to, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, you know, what you do with the greenest acre. And then we have 
a very exciting thing to talk about that we will that we will get into very soon. But first, I want to know, like, tell me, tell me your origin story. Like, what what led you to where you are right now, where you're educating others about self reliance and, of course, about chickens because that's what we talk about on yeah. Mark Talk. But like, well, what what was the uh, what was your journey here? Well, it, it started out like I had wanted chickens for years and we were just never, you know, we were just starting out, me and my husband, we were never able to have a big enough plot of land for me to have the, you know, flock that I had envisioned us having. So when we moved to Tennessee, we were able to finally get our homestead and get 10 acres and it had a creek and a barn and a pilot had, you know, just everything we had always dreamed of having. So pretty much it was like the day after we closed on this property. I'm like, that's it. It was like April. So it was like peak chick chick season. I'm like, I'm going to get chickens. (laughs) And y'all, I had no idea how to care for these chickens. I mean, it's like I wanted chickens. I did, I did everything you're not supposed to do. I went and got the chickens and then I went and bought the heat lamp. Like I just did it all backwards. So of course, like, I kind of jumped into chickens with both feet, which is kind of what I do with everything. (laughs) And I made all the mistakes and just, I had to like learn on the go. And the thing is, is I was like super surprised at how much I loved having chickens. Like once I got them, I was like, these animals are amazing. Like they just made me really happy to watch them and care for them. And, um, I also had two young boys at the time, and I had spent several years studying herbalism, and um, I had studied with first responders to learn kind of emergency care techniques, um, just mainly because of my two boys. It seemed like they were always getting sick and always getting injured, Um, so it became very important to me that that I learned the skills to take care of them myself, and so as I got, I had this first flock of chickens, I started wondering well, I wonder if I can use the same herbs I'm using to treat my children. Can I use those herbs with my chickens? And I just started like reading up on it. And there just wasn't a lot of information out there on how to do this. Um, obviously, there were some, there are some chicken keepers, some educators that talk about this, but there, there just wasn't a lot of really, you know, in-depth information. So I read what I could and I started experimenting with my own flock, um, just basically using a lot of the tinctures and teas and herbs that I use with my family, I started using those with my chickens. And over time, I just, you know, watched and experimented and I began to notice that they got less sick and I was able to apply the skills I had already with emergency medicine. And, you know, just if there was traumatic injuries, I began to use those techniques to stop stop the bleeding and clean and dress the wound and set broken legs. And so I just began to build these skills, you know, just applying what I knew already, but just kind of experimenting with how to use them on my flock. So over time, I, um, I just began to implement these strategies and it became really important to me to start talking about this with other people because there just wasn't a lot of information out there. And most backyard chicken keepers don't live anywhere near a poultry vet. And a lot of people can't afford to take their chickens to a poultry vet, even if they have one. So that was kind of the impetus for me starting the Greenest Acre and Chicken Health Academy. 
uh, which is my program where I teach herbalism and emergency care and health techniques for chickens. Um, so that that's just how it started. It started from all these mistakes and then over years of just practicing and learning and studying. Um, it has led me to this point where I'm trying uh, as best I can to teach these skills to other other people. I just think it is so valuable. And I know that my audience is very interested in that. You know, my, to be very honest, like my knowledge about herbs is limited. I'm more, I use them, you know, um, mm-hmm. but like you said, there's not a, there's not a ton of information out there. And I'm, I also use homeopathy. So that's a big one for me. Like I got lean in that direction a lot, mm-hmm. but I know people are just, they want this information. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm just going to say this, like, you do need to write a book like that needs to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's next on my list after the, after we get all of this, all of this done with the summit. Good, good. Well, so yeah, we're, we're all super interested in the herbs for chicken. So I just, I, and I guess you kind of answered my next question question, because I was going to ask you like, how did this become your specialty? But I guess. I mean, I think the burning question would be like, if you had just a few herbs that you feel like would be the best for chicken keepers to grow or to acquire for their chickens, what would those be? Yeah, see, there's so many herbs that can be super beneficial for chickens. And I want to stress that the, the herbs are not going to completely eliminate every instance of illness and disease. Um, so you can you can use all these different herbs and occasionally you're still going to get sick chickens. Oh, yeah. Your chickens are still going to get injured. So these herbs are not a magic bullet for chicken keeping, but in my experience, they they can really go a long way towards preventing a lot of the illnesses that um, that backyard chicken keepers see with their flocks. So I guess if I had to pick one to start with, I would definitely pick oregano. Um, oregano is a natural antibiotic. And it, I mean, people have been using oregano uh, medicinally for, I don't it's like tens of thousands of years. They have found documented cases, uh, I think in um, Iraq, from people that have been using oregano just medicinally for an incredible length of time. So, they uh people also used the used oregano during the middle ages to ward off the plague which i know has nothing to do <laughs> with what we're doing with our chickens i just think don't it's worry, fascinating everyone to... yeah don't worry the plague is not <laughs> it, is, it is not circulating at this time um but yeah it oregano is just super high in antioxidants and um there's even research that shows that it can help weight gain uh for broiler chickens and it's it's just a great immune booster. So if you want to give oregano to your chickens, you can easily just grow it fresh and it just comes back year after year. So you plant it once and it comes back every year. And you can just give that to your chickens fresh mixed into their feed. Um, you can also give it to them dried mixed in with their feed. And every time I'm raising chicks, I always put fresh oregano, you know, along with a bunch of other things in right in their water just to give them uh, that extra oh. boost for their immune system. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I haven't thought about yeah. doing that, but that's, that's mm-hmm. a great idea. 
Yeah, my my brooder box always smells like a spaghetti factory because I've got <laughs> basil and oregano and garlic like all, you know, circulating in their water and it, it just smells really good. <laughs> that's great. That's a great idea. So, yeah, and speaking of garlic, that's another one that I I really I just I give that to my chickens every single day um because that's another really potent antibacterial. Um it's antimicrobial and you can um Really, all you have to do is just peel it and put it in their water. Like you can just chop it, roughly chop it and um, put it right in their water to, and they'll just get the benefits of the volatile oils of garlic right in the water, just like that. Or you can put it dried. You can just buy dried garlic and put it right in their feed um, to just help boost their immune system. You know, I, I think one of the, one of the things that I hear from people that aren't as natural leaning about using herbs like garlic and although as gar garlic is a what is garlic considered is it considered an herb or is it like a vegetable like what do we I I mean I always have seen it classified as an herb I mean it really kind of walks that fine line yes, you're like is it a vegetable but well you know the thing that I hear about garlic and the thing I hear about oregano thyme is another one that I love mm -hmm. and some criticism that I've heard is like well you know you don't know how much like like there's this idea that you could give too much of it to chickens mm -hmm. or there's this idea that well we have this information for humans that is good for humans but that doesn't necessarily transfer over to humans so what would you say to somebody who was um concerned about just some of the conflicting information that's out there about these herbs for chickens and i i don't know just get like put those concerns at ease mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I kind of see it as like, what happens when we eat too much garlic? Obviously, it, you know, the garlic comes out through the pores of our skin, it comes out of our breath, but we don't necessarily feel sick or, you know, it just, it comes out naturally. So it, the same is true if you eat a bunch of oregano, like it, it doesn't harm you to eat, you know, especially when it's in, uh, when oregano is in its fresh form. Now, there is a difference between using fresh herbs like oregano, thyme, and sage compared to the essential oils. Yes. The essential oils are much more potent. So in my opinion, you can harm your chickens by giving them too, too much of an essential oil. And usually I don't recommend using an essential oil um, internally with the exception of oregano oil. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the big caveat that I give people, like, I really don't believe that you can overdose your chickens if you're giving them fresh ingredients like that. Um, but I do think that you can harm your chickens if you're not careful with the essential oil of that herb. Yes. And I'm not like anti-essential oil. Um, but what I say is just for really, I, you know, I don't consider myself an expert in that arena. So I just, across the board, I'm kind of like, look, I just, I don't give them in I don't give them internally or, and I don't put them on my chicken. So I don't put them in my chickens or on my chickens unless they're like, uh, you know, highly diluted and are in a, another product where I feel safe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. because some of them can be caustic and oregano oil is pretty intense. Like if you were to get a mouthful of it, uh, yeah. that is intense. <laughs> yeah. We, we use oregano oil, uh, within our family. I mean, it's, it's truly the best remedy I've ever found for food poisoning. So I, I really? travel with it. Yes. I keep it in my bag. And if any of us had contracts food poisoning, we take that in water right away. And every time 
it has mitigated the effects of the food poisoning and we don't get sick. Um, but when it comes to giving oregano oil to your chickens, I do give my chickens that one essential oil, but I just do like one drop per gallon per day and that's it. I mean, oregano oil is super potent, so you don't want to be putting a whole dropper full of <laughs> oregano oil in their water and you definitely don't want to give it to your chicken straight because it's, it's just really strong. Yes, yes. But it's great stuff. And I'm starting to see like, you know, there's some supplements out there for chickens that has oregano or oregano oil in it. So it's it's kind of gaining mm -hmm. popularity as an alternative, especially right yeah. now, because um, a lot of antibiotics are getting taken off of the, mm -hmm. um, I guess, yeah. uh, of uh, the over-the-counter list. Like we're losing mm -hmm. access to some of that. And yeah, I think that's happening in next month, right? Most of that's getting yeah. pulled. And so, honestly, yeah. I feel, I'm just going to do a little sidebar here, but I feel conflicted about it because I like, of course, like to have access to that. I want people to have access to it, but we've, you know, we've, we have overused them and that has consequences. Mm -hmm. So what I tell yeah. people is like, you know, reach for the, the natural stuff first, which is generally mm -hmm. more, you know, is better for the environment and it's better better for us. Um, and then if you have to, you can, you know, I'm not against using antibiotics, but mm -hmm. gosh, yeah, I'm not either. Oregano oil, I would prefer to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there, ha there has to be balance. Like I, I think there's some chicken keepers who just want to automatically go for the antibiotics anytime that there's, yeah, the whole, know, any little, mm -hmm, yeah, the whole flocks gets treated and it, it doesn't have to be that way. It's, it's, it's just safer and more economical and efficient, I feel, to work on preventing illness first with herbs and using natural remedies. And then if something comes up that the herbs aren't able to keep at bay, then you then you reach for like an over-the-counter antibiotic. Um, I just feel that a, it, a, a flock is healthier when there's a more balanced approach. Yes, yes. Okay, I want to talk to you about something very exciting that is going to be happening very soon. This is how we get, got to know each other. It is called the Backyard Chickens Summit. And from what I understand, this is like the first of its kind. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. So I, I want to talk to you about what, you know, what exactly is the Backyard Chickens Summit and how did you come up with this idea? So, so the Backyard Chicken Keepers Summit is just a, I brought together a collection of just chicken keeping experts to give presentations on all aspects of chicken keeping. And it's free for everyone to attend. Um, you do have to register to get your free ticket, but all the presentations are um, are going to be scheduled over three days. It's running from June 12th through the 14th um, at specific times. And I, I think it's going to be amazing. As far as I can tell, this is the first, this is the first virtual summit for backyard chicken keepers. Um, there's other poultry summits that I've found, but they're all geared towards just big industrial, you know, like, like almost like factory farm type of operations. And, you know, I'm sure that there's like some great information that is shared at these events, but that doesn't really help 
people that are raising 10 chickens or 15 chickens or, you know, all of us that have smaller flocks, we're dealing with different issues. We want to know different different things about our smaller flocks. And so I really wanted to, I don't know, just kind of pull all this knowledge that all of us chicken educators have and put it in one place so that everybody could come and learn from everybody else. Because I I just, I feel that we just rise, we rise together. So if we, if we can all come together and talk about these issues and learn from each other, I think it just will benefit everybody. So I'm just super excited to pull this first one together uh, in just a couple of weeks and, and, have everybody come and just start learning and get their questions answered. I love that. And I got to tell you, like one of the things I really love about this is that you've gotten so many educators to come together. And I do feel like there is a bit of division in the, in the chicken keeping world among educators. Um, And I love the idea of us just kind of coming together and just getting good information out there and working together to get that information out there. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's free too. I think that's just so valuable. So when I when I was looking at because you had, you asked me to teach a class, so there will be a class that I'm teaching. I'm I'm teaching about uh, fermenting feed and sprouting grains. Yay! Um, <laughs> so that is happening. But before you know, when I was trying to decide, okay, should I should I do this? Should I participate in this? What is this all about? I went and I looked at your roster of educators that are participating and I was like, she got some big names. (laughs) The first name I saw was Lisa Steele. I was like, I would, you know, I mean, she's like, kind of, yeah, she's, she's like the household name. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. She's kind of like the queen and natural chicken keeping. Um, So I was super impressed with that. And a lot of, a lot of great names, a lot of knowledge, So can you tell me some of the other people that are going to be uh, teaching classes and how are you able to get them on board? Yeah, sure. So we, um, so yeah, we did, we got Lisa Steele. I did an interview with her. Um, She's just, she's an amazing person. I was so excited to get to talk to her and learn from her. We talked about, um, well, we talked about how to use herbs with chickens. I mean, she's kind of like the, the front runner in this whole movement of kind of taking a more natural approach to chicken keeping. Um, but we also have Nikki Husted of Purely Chickens. Um, I think she's presenting on brooding chicks. I think she's doing brooding chicks uh, from hatch to integration. Um, we also got Carolyn Thomas from Homesteading Family. And she's doing, uh, she's talking about preserving eggs um, for winter, which is so timely because I know most of us have got like like literally buckets of eggs <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right now. So no one started to leaving them out for the crows. <laughs> too many. Yeah. I've got like a basket and literally a five gallon bucket in my laundry room that I'm starting to fill up. And I'm like, I've got to do something with these eggs. Yes. <laughs> so she is going to teach us how to preserve eggs for winter, which is amazing. Um, and I also got Anna Seta Scott from a farm girl in the making. Oh, and she, um, yeah, she, I did an inter- interview her with her as well. And she's, she's going to be teaching, um, she's talking about butchering, but also how to turn your butchering skills into a workshop. So people who are kind of on a homestead and have kind of the, the land to support having people come onto their farm, they can start 
sharing their skills with others and kind of turning that into like a side business, um, which I thought was a really fascinating concept because it's like, you know, I think we just kind of get into the zone of these are chickens and, you know, we're doing our our regular chicken care routine, but Anne actually has turned her farm into a learning center. So she's always doing like in-person classes and having people come, you know, tour her coop and tour all her, you know, her fields and everything. So that was a, that was a really interesting conversation. So I think, you know, as I was contacting everybody, I, I, I really think everyone got excited about the idea of just that we can all come together and, and talk about, all these different aspects of chicken keeping and just, and just share that information with people because, you know, we're, we're all kind of all in our little bubbles around the internet doing these things. But I think there's a lot of power and value in all of us coming together at, at one event and, and speaking about this for, you know, for everybody who wants to come. Yeah, that's what I I mean. That's, like what I said, I just love that all these people are coming together. I, I like, I don't know how much you know about the, like the Chickenlandia brand, but part of the reason why I do what I do is I want to bring people together. I want there to be mm-hmm. less conflict. I want to, I want us to find, you know, our, our, you know, kind of discover our common ancestry together. And I love doing that through chickens. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I always say, let's save the world one chicken at a time. You know? That's what we're doing. Because I mean, that's the great thing about chickens is like, we, we all have something in common because we all love them so much. It doesn't matter where we're from or, you know, it doesn't, our background does not matter, but our, our common love for this little two-legged animal <laughs> is, you know, can really like overcome a lot of barriers, I think. And that's kind of what I'm hoping this event is going to do. It's going to bring all these people together and all these educators. And, you know, we're just going to learn from each other over, over this three-day event. And I assume that you will be teaching, you know, some yep. about the herbs, getting more in-depth about herbs for chickens. Yeah, uh, I'm opening the summit with a presentation on Merrick's disease. And I also have um, a presentation at the end of the day on Wednesday on preparing for summer chicken emergencies. So I'll cover what those emergencies are and also how to use natural techniques and natural herbs to kind of treat those conditions and help prevent them as well. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm, it's, it's taking everything I've got not to just say, okay, tell me now. Like what? <laughs> I want to know. I'm going to know what to do, (laughs) but you got to, you got to register and you got to, you know, participate folks. So I know that I know my audience wants to know that stuff too, because it's just so valuable. And I love that. I am like, you know, I'm going to be watching and learning. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am too, because there's, there are some of our speakers that are talking about things that I don't know about. And that's, that's what I think is so magical about this event is that even as educators, we can always learn more. We can always learn from each other. And I just, I think that it's, it's just super exciting that we can sit down and watch each other just in kind of a condensed way at at one event. Yeah. Yeah. It should be super exciting. And uh, so this is all online. Um, and how will the classes, can you just tell me a little bit about how it's going to be organized? Like what we could expect? Sure. So, um, everyone who wants to come can, uh, can register for their free ticket. All we need is just a name and email address. Um, once the summit gets closer, it starts on June 12th 
every morning I'll be sending out like a daily digest of what, what presentations are coming up that day. So every presentation will have a scheduled start time. I think the first ones start at 9 a.m. Central and run through, I think, 4 o'clock. And within that email, there will be embedded links. So at the start time, you just click on that link and it will bring you to the that speaker's presentation page. And you'll just watch their presentation just right from that web page. Okay. We, uh, we also have a Facebook group for the summit. And once people register, they'll get a link for that. So after every presentation, you know, everyone who watches, who wants to, can come over to the Facebook group where we're going to be talking about that particular topic and answering questions and just chatting um, about what we learned. So that's going to happen after after every presentation. We also have uh, available for purchase a Backyard Chicken Keepers Toolkit, um, where if people if people purchase the toolkit, they don't have to wait for the presentations to start. So that toolkit gives them access to all the presentations at once, once the summit opens on uh, June the 12th. And then all of our speakers have contributed some really amazing bonus resources into the toolkit. Um, And I'm also offering a free 30-day trial of Chicken Health Academy in the toolkit as well. So there's just, there's tons of bonuses in there. And a lot of these you can't find anywhere else. These are things that the speakers created just for the toolkit. So if people don't want to wait for the presentation times to start uh, during the summit, they can also they can always purchase the toolkit and just start watching them right away. And so, if when people are if they are able to get into the Facebook group, then the speakers they can chat with the speakers after for a certain time after the the presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there's going to be a few speakers, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but I know some speakers are traveling. I think you were going to be, you're like on a book tour or something. No, you I'll during be there. The, oh, you're there. Oh, yay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there, there were a few that were, that were traveling and won't be able to make it um, after the presentation, but I think almost everyone is going to be available um, after their presentation just to chat and answer questions, which yeah, I think is going to be super okay. fun. And I should also say we've got tons of prizes that we're giving away. Um, for, we've got some at bingo that we're playing and I started a most beautiful chicken contest. And so we've got awesome prizes like, um, like chickens magazine donated, I think 10 magazine subscriptions as prizes. And then we're giving away chicken run toys and Nutrigen and just all kinds of cool chicken stuff. So that's that's all, yeah, that's all happening in the Facebook group. Surely, you know, I hate to disappoint everyone, but surely my frazzles will win the most beautiful chicken. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you have to enter. <laughs> you got to enter to win. They are bald headed. I did not. <laughs> I did. I am not a breeder. I did not breed them that way. I took them in <laughs> and they are bald headed right now. And they, oh they, my it's God. Like, they look like they're wearing pants. Like <laughs> they look like they're wearing overalls. I have to post a picture. I want to yeah. see them. <laughs> so, if someone misses a presentation, can they go back and watch it? How does that work? Yeah, so the presentations are going to be available for 48 hours. So if they can't make a particular start time, they have 48 hours from the original start time to watch that presentation. Um, but again, if you purchase the toolkit, you get to watch those presentations for you know, months and years to come, you all you have ongoing access to all the presentations in the summit. Oh, that's great! 
That's great. Okay. So tell my audience how, you know, where they need to go to sign up for the summit. So um, if you go to my website, thegreenestacre.com, at the very top of the site, there is a, you know, a bar that you can click on to register your free ticket. And I can also, I don't know if you can put a registration link in your show notes or something. Oh, yes. To, okay. So yeah, I can, I can give you a link to where people could just sign up, you know, right, right from the, the podcast. Yeah. I'll, I'll put all your links, but I, I want to know, like, I mean, I just think this is so exciting and so innovative and I, I guess I'm wondering like what is in your future, like the greenest acres future? What, what, well, what I, plans do you have? Exciting plans do you have? I have so many plans. <laughs> <laughs> that you can tell us because sometimes we don't want to say. Well, this The Backyard Chicken Keeper, the Backyard Chicken Summit is going to be every single year. So I've already got the next one slated for next spring, 2024. Oh, wow. And I am thinking about doing a broader um, a broader summit, more on like homesteading in general. So doing bringing together a lot of these experts to talk about you know, talk about raising chickens, but also maybe doing goats and rabbits and then also doing presentations on canning and making sourdough and just like all these aspects of homesteading. So that might be something that I do uh, in the fall of next year, but that's kind of my two big things that I've got planned for, for next year. (laughs) Well, if anyone's going to do it, it will be you. Cause I got to tell you, like, I, I, I have a, a background like working in Hollywood so I've oh, worked wow. with like no, producers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like a really good producer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like next stop Hollywood. Like, <laughs> well, I, it's like once I had this idea, it like snowballed. You know, I don't even know how to explain it. I just became so passionate about this idea once I got it of yeah, just bringing everybody together so that we could all learn from each other. So it, you know, it has been an insane amount of work, but also probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done. So I'm just, I am just super excited for it to start and, and just to see what happens. I I think it's, I think it's going to be really great. I do too. I really do. So I, I ask everybody this question. Uh, if you were a chicken, Heather, uh, what kind of chicken would you be? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it would probably be my sapphire gem, Pearl. I just got her in the fall and she like she is just like she's so friendly and curious. I mean, I I have never really had a chicken that's that's so fearless in terms of like what she's willing to go do to explore and she she's just quickly become like one of my favorites and I I've never had sapphire gems before this. I got them from I think I got this get them from Hoover Hatchery. Um but that's who I would be. I would I would be my sapphire gem pearl cuz she's just she's just always willing to just go for it, <laughs> which I really love for her I love about her. Well, I I that makes sense because that seems to me what you've done. You've really just gone for it. Uh, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you have to act first and ask questions later, which is kind of what I did. So we're going to put all your links and everything in the show notes, but tell me where people can find you. Yep, they can uh, go to my website, thegreenestaker.com, 
And again, there's going to be a big bar across the top where you can sign up. And then we'll also put sign up links uh, in the show notes for the Backyard Chicken Summit. Cool. And are you on like, uh, what about the greenest acre? Like, do you have um, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at the greenest acre. Cool. (laughs) Well, Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. And I just can't wait for this event. The first annual backyard chicken keepers summit. Yeah, I even I, you can't even see it. I got I even had a little shirt made. Can you see oh, it? Yay! Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. She's got a shirt with the Backyard Chicken Keepers Summit logo on it, and it's very cute. My first one. <laughs> yay! All right. Well, thank you so much, and I I'll be seeing you soon. And, and yeah, I bet thank many, you so many much. people in my audience will be seeing you too soon. Too. Oh, thank you so much. This was a blast. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Thank you to my co-producer, Kelsey Paulus, also known as the Chickenlandia Presidential Advisor. Thank you to Talking to Crows for editing this episode and to Double M Ranch for their wonderful podcast art. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to rate and review it. But most of all, I want you to remember that you are always welcome in Chickenlandia. Bye. Dalia Monterosso, also known as the president of Chickenlandia, is a backyard chicken educator in Northwest Washington. To submit your question to Bok Talk, visit WelcomeToChickenlandia.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.